that you're born an Italian If you want your life to be great See that you're born an Italiano And your life will be great Hey there, Paisani. Welcome back to another episode of the Italian American Podcast, your weekly dose of Italian American heritage, history, and hilarity. I'm John Viola, and I am very, very happy to say Happy Italian American Month, everybody. It is October, and uh, despite the fact that we've had an episode come out, this is the first time we were all recording together during this wonderful month of ours when everything out there in our universe is red, white, and green. I am joined by my partners in crime, the Italian-American Wikipedia, Mr. Patrick O'Boyle, and the Bell of Bensonhurst, Miss Rosella Rago. And guys, we have had quite a week so far. As we complete the first week of Italian-American Heritage Month here, we spent yesterday together in Manhattan for the Columbus Day Parade. A beautiful day, but even beyond that, Pat, you have been like nonstop this Italian-American. You, my you, whole life is nonstop. <laughs> that's true. Friday night. You were emceeing the Italian Tribune it's dinner. True. Saturday, you had your parade. And it rained on my parade. It sure did. May. Yeah. I knew it. I predict, Did I not predict this? Sunday, you had Eric's parade. Yeah, correct. Monday, correct. yesterday, we would. Yesterday, I had the, I had, we had the parade in New York. Then we had the dinner for San Mango afterwards. We got it. Yeah. Forget we went it. out afterwards after that. <gasps> we got to go to Washington. Well, you're going to Italy. I'm going to Italy. Yeah, go when, to... when is this? It's New York. I'm going on uh, Thursday. For how long? Till Monday. Why are you going so quickly? Because they invited me and it's free. What do you want? Where, where are you going? Well, I'm going to Rome. Oh, that's oh, nice. lovely. For uh, a food show at Circo Massimo. Oh, I can't beat that. Yeah, along with a group of other uh, influencers. Some of them are Italian-Americans. Some are not. How come they didn't ask us? I don't, I don't <laughs> We're know. We're not influential. We're not food influential, right. I guess. Um, I don't know. I just i am glad that other real people are going, so I'm not getting taken. You know people who are going? I know of them. Okay. Yeah. You can prove that they exist. Yes. That's good. Yes. Perfect. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, I hope in a couple of days, you know, I you like pray Rome. love. Yeah, you can't. Rome's great. I love Rome. And we're going to be in D.C. I haven't been to Rome since I was 18. I'm very, I'm no. Very yeah. That long? Yeah. How come? Even all those trips you did, you never spent any time in Rome? Uh, I think I went for a meeting once for a couple hours, but that's it. Oh, that's you know? great. Yeah, you guys are going to D.C. We're going to, you're going to the White We're House. going to the White Shout House. Out to Did the didn't get enough horns? <laughs> you got you got it. You know, all right, so let's start. Do not start. play. Don't no, take that out. Do not play that tomorrow. It'll come out after we're there. It'll come, no, it'll come out the morning of. No. I want out Friday. So, no, stop it. I swear I'm going to get on my knees. So Hold on. We're going to no, I want you to, okay. I want you to All right. stop. They're going no. to D.C. No. That's it. No, 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 no. I'm going to close it. Listen, I want you to send that to everyone. The podcast was supposed to come out today. It's done. But Pat has put an embargo on it till Friday. Okay, that's perfect. Say Pat has put contra maloike embargo to Friday. Perfect. So if you're out there, the reason you're hearing this afterwards is everything goes wrong for us. Yeah. Well, you had. I had every because I knew the horns were going to come. If you don't believe in the maloike, that's your business. How come but, I don't get to go to the to DC? Huh? We go in the White House. That's correct. We were invited for the. Italian How come American. I don't get to go to the White House? We got invited through our work at the Conference of Presidents of Major Italian American <laughs> Organizations. We paid for this. And that was money. <laughs> with blood, with sweat, time, and tears. With blood yeah. sweat, and tears. Uh, honestly, this I, did not come for free. I'm not particularly looking for, I mean, I've done one of these White House receptions before. I did it. I did one under the Obama administration and one under the Trump administration. They're kind of. What's the food like? Yeah, how's uh, the food? I don't remember there being much. They're kind of like afterthoughts. Just they, so you wonder. Are really they prosciutto taping, sandwiches? Right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. Oh. No, I, I just want to say to everybody out there, I, I knew when I was named to get the man of the year, I made a prediction. Did I not say yeah, I was yeah. going to pour that day? 
Not only did it pour, this is, I have Every to say. Every maloika, I was yeah. sick. I got an ear infection that became an eye infection. I'd never even heard of that. With a cough. And, and Wednesday, liquid was shooting out of my <laughs> eyes like polka dice. But why was I at peace? Well, I said to everybody, they go, go to a doctor. I said, no. Because I can tell you something. The minute that Jersey City is over, it will go away. It was like Lourdes. It was like a miracle. <laughs> I was zapped. I, whoever did this to me, you did a great job. <laughs> yeah, but- Wait, that's like when I broke my toe before I got married. That's true. Right? Yeah. You did. Everything. And I had bizarre. I had an ear infection. So I felt it Sunday before the ear infection was coming, which I get. That's a another genetic gift from my father's side. <laughs> I went to a doctor preemptively. I got, I got the medicine. And then all that, I had the earache. And then Wednesday, I got a pink eye that I looked like I was possessed. And water was shooting out of my eye. <laughs> water. And everybody's like, well, you're saying, I said, no, this is the horns. I've never heard of an ear infection jumping to your eyes. Yeah, that and I, it was in, shooting. It was like intense. tear. It was like, it was like those movies. I, I mean, I, those Friday the 13th movies. But I was at peace. <laughs> I said, this is the Maloika. I don't know. I know because my mother never posts stuff on Facebook. She's posting this. I don't know who it was. Uh. She was so excited. I don't know mother. who's that. Well, she really the, was excited. No, because it was a Jersey City Award. Yeah. If I had been from Hoboken, she would have totally written the whole thing <laughs> off, right? And I knew it was coming. I knew the minute, the minute it was over, it would all go away. Yeah. If you don't believe in the horns, you should, should have seen my time. But I should just say something. So the, we leave the parking lot at Dickinson High School, and it's like mist. Mist all around. <laughs> mist. Saturday Gray was... Sky. For those who don't live in the New York, New Jersey area, Saturday was monsoon... Monsoon. Yeah. For me, the monsoon peaked, so it's all mist. And we I guess it was Palisades Avenue. We line up on Palisades Avenue. I'm on the float. It starts getting mistier. I think I looked up at the sky. What I screamed? Rain. Oh, he was in rare form. He <laughs> was right, just, it was coming. Rain! Coming attack. Rain, come to me. And just poured. The sky opened. He was just looking but at no, the Was sky. that not like a movie set? It the was sky amazing. Opened. He was just and with his arms open. Pours down. He's rain. in a three-piece suit and a trench coat and the giant sash, which are getting bigger over yes. the years. The biggest sashes sash. are You have are the biggest enormous. sash I ever saw in my life. And he's just he, with his arms out. Where is the thunder? <laughs> Where is the lightning? Rain. Yeah, rain. And poured. That's all you got. <laughs> and everybody went away. There was nobody on the streets. Uh, so I was talking to the air. But there was a lady. He was, no, it was, it was a door. I mean, he's like, hi, hipster. Thank you for coming like out. a hipster walking with his dog. Yeah, like. There's somebody this, peeking out the window, going out the rain. Spanish people, como estas? <laughs> there was no people at the parade. Was, I mean, it was pouring it rain. Was, who the hell would Who's going to go out in that? But I knew this. But Patrick, that float was full of people. Pat, sure. It was packed. With I'm golf umbrellas. Correct. It and you know all... what? I'm sorry, but women, you will understand. That night I had something to do. I had to go to the Columbus Citizen Foundation Gala. So for a girl, you know, you got to do, you got to zhuzh. I wasn't going to have time to zhuzh with the parade in Jersey and then getting back and forth. So I had to get my hair and makeup done Listen, at 8 a.m. Everybody mm. who was on I that floor with me. Like yeah. the Wicked Witch of the West. I, I, and you just went right to the gala? Well, I went back to my friend's so, apartment in the city, got to change and, went, and, and refresh a little, but we, you know. We loaded up that float like a lifeboat coming off the Titanic. <laughs> I wouldn't do that for anyone. Right, correct. No. no, my support, I'm not, I am not complaining. I am just saying that I knew in July, I knew, I said, it's going to pour. Yeah. Not going to, it's going to rain. It's going to pour. Cold. <laughs> wet. Wind, it's going to pour. And I said, I'm going to be sick. But thank God, knock on wood. I'm going to be, I never, I'm sorry. I know all of a sudden, and I felt that Wednesday. The Italian-American right? Nostradamus. <laughs> That's right. Because I knew that Wednesday. I said, and then I had the, I had an MC for the Tribune. Like on the Friday night. On Friday night. And you were sick already. No, but all of a sudden, 
like a like a like a, a Friday the Thirteenth movie on Wednesday, my eyes start to like it's like it's like you know when you see a cartoon and you see the branches of a tree grow, <laughs> they right and then water shooting yeah. out of them. Yeah, your eyes were red when I saw you. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, you need. Now, what do I need a doctor for? I need someone to take off the horns <laughs> because how many this? How did it just disappear? If you're an MD out there, you don't want to listen to this. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, how how was the Tribune dinner? That's one of my favorite dinners. I you should have been there. Yeah, I knew well, you were busy. Uh, yeah. The vice council was there. Fabrizio was great. Oh, he came? Yes, very friendly. Council general. Council general. He's the best. I love him. Council general. He knew my name. Yeah, of course. We've had lunch but, with him. But you know, there was, there's, we're not going to mention other council generals. Did not like Who you. were not on my, they're not on my invite no. list. They I, didn't like me and I didn't, didn't like them. She didn't, she, not that, that she didn't, didn't like even, you personally. She didn't like your emceeing. My whole, no, my, our whole, we were the peasant class yeah. for a certain. Mm. But Fabrizio, and he's Sicilian. Yeah, he's a doll. He's half, uh. Half Sicilian, half Abruzzese, right? Is he? Yeah, I, I didn't so. know he was. He's Fabrizio. I want to have him on. Yeah, he's awesome. He is awesome. It was good to have him. Yeah, super As a dynamic. Council general. Yeah. He's the first Italian diplomat. There was another guy. There's maybe a handful that ever made me feel like part of the team. Yeah, he's really great. He's been. He's he, he's everywhere too. He comes to everything. He was at the parade yesterday, but the dinner and for the Italian Tribune, the one of the best newspapers in the Italian American community, and based out of here in New Jersey. I mean, my grandmother gets it still because I sent it to her one year as like a gift and I just forgot about it and she like re-signed up. She loves it. She was just telling me about all this stuff in it and what she's reading. And You know what they told me? So I have to go see Marion and Buddy. This is last Tuesday. So it's the Tuesday before the Tribune dinner on Friday and then Saturday was my parade. So um, I go. And when was Eric's dinner? Eric's dinner was the... Sunday. Sunday. No. No, it was the week before. A week a week before. It was the week previous. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, anyway, I get to I get to the Tribune offices. And know what Marion told me? Well, her readership is up. It continues to grow. She has a lot of 40-year-olds subscribing. Mm. And I said to her, I think it's because now newspapers are retro. Maybe. If you get a big newspaper every day, that probably might be annoying. Just yeah. from a, you have to throw it out and you're reading. Yeah. Recycle it and you're reading stuff online anyway. But I think the Tribune coming once a week. I think there's a certain retroness to have it on your coffee table. Yeah, and it's a great paper. It's got a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's everything. We, we did an episode with them yeah. years ago now. At the So for those who haven't been listening for a long time, you can go in the archive. It's a really good episode. The Tribune's got a great history. But that dinner, I was the honoree once after you, I think. The year yeah, after. I was, then you were, then the Paragano brothers yeah. were. And it's a great, I mean, it's a great dinner. It's a big, big facility with a lot of people, great food. It's really fun. It's a lot. It's a very fun dinner. and you. I've emceed a couple of times now because you emceed when I'm I, so, I am the I am the fill in for when Floyd Vivino can't make it now. Floyd had a stroke, yeah, which is public knowledge, and we yeah. we recognized him at the oh. Tribune dinner. I hope that Floyd makes a speedy and quick recovery. Yeah, special. How day. would you describe Floyd to people who live outside the New York metro area? All I can say, I keep coming back to the idea that he is like if you know Will Rogers, he's the Will Rogers of Italian America. He's a, I mean, for those who live outside the area. He's iconic in New Jersey in particular because he's very proud of his Jersey roots. But And Patterson, where we're taping this today. Yeah, that's right. He's from Patterson. But he he had a children's television show here in, I guess, the 70s and 80s that's been described as like the proto Pee Wee Herman. Like he I had, don't know if I would call it a children's show because there's a lot of adult themes in that. But that's why they call it like the proto Pee Wee Herman. Like it, yeah, children a, and adults could watch together. Pee Wee Herman without all the... Con- without all the well, yeah, he didn't, you know. didn't do anything in the theater, but... Uh, very popular show, very iconic. He had his Italian radio show, which... Well, it's funny, because a lot of people don't realize his TV show, 
Yeah, and he was also he was on NBC for a while in the seventies. Yeah, he was an actor. He was an, yeah, he's, he's been in movies. Good morning, and stuff Vietnam. Like that. Good morning, yeah. Vietnam. And he's a singer. He's a singer. No, he's a great stuff. writer. Yep, great writer. He's a great Brilliant writer. He has writer. An article in the Tribune every week. Brilliant writer. Yeah. Um, but Uncle Floyd, he says, and I believe it, he has over a million Italian and Italian American records. I can believe it. Yeah. In a warehouse somewhere, because um, Uncle Floyd was Uncle Floyd for his American stuff. Yeah. And he's Florio Vivino, which is yeah. his birth name. To his radio audience, his radio program is no longer on because FM, and that's a whole other story. But he would play every Sunday from 1987 till seven or eight years yeah. ago, and the ten it was called the Italian American Serenade. He had a a repository, let's say, of a million records. People would ask me, suggest a million records. He has a storage facility somewhere in New Jersey, and um, he's a great academic of Italian American. The Benamino Gili type of music from yeah. the 30s. Yeah, he's yeah, brilliant. Guy. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. He hand wrote. He's a very anti technological guy. Yes. I don't think he has an email address. His call, he just gave me his number. I think he says he doesn't even get to email. Yeah, he doesn't do email. He, um, he hand writes his articles with the Tribune. Wow. But then he had handwritten. So he got a huge notebook, he told me. He is the encyclopedia of Italian American vaudeville and entertainers yes. and singers and musicians. Um, his his father was born in Italy. On his mother's side, his grandparents were born in Italy. He comes from a family of musicians, and he had handwritten a encyclopedia of Italian American entertainers. Wow. Well, I mean, so his brother was the band leader for I think it was the Conan O'Brien Conan show O'Brien, yes. for years. Wow. Jimmy Vivino. Jimmy Vivino, and he was moving. And someone like a family member said, "Oh, what's this stupid thing?" and threw it out. Oh no! He said he could never do it again because he would just sit there little by little, oh, and just God, write that's stuff. That's devastating. Down. He knows yeah. stuff like Farfarillo in the eighteen nineties yeah. and the crowd before World War One. And he is the last of Italian American vaudeville, really. And I, you know, when you see him, like he emcees the event a lot of years, and listening to him is like listening to there's like a, a live Lou Monte record. In which Lou Monty does songs, but he also does little skit, bits of, of comedy about his family and his kid, and he sprinkles in dialect words and stuff. And Floyd Vivino is the last. He's I a think, vaudevillian. He's a vaudevillian. He's the last vaudevillian, especially Italian American. But I have said to people constantly, because we have a lot of listeners um, who really don't, who completely grew up outside of any Italian neighborhood, yeah. neighbor community. If you want to learn, um, he's been writing since for the Tribune, I think since like 2000. Yeah. So 52 weeks a year. Never, he doesn't repeat. So that's what? 52 weeks a year. So let's say from the late 90s, 90, 98, maybe he started. Maybe 2000. Let's say 2000. After Asa Agna died, right. who was the original publisher, who was the father of, of Marion. 52 weeks a year. Yep. For 23 years. What's that give us numerically? 1,300. 13, if 13, you read those 1,300 articles. Yeah. You would come out Wikipedia quality. Yeah, a PhD in Italian America. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I, I think, like, I got to be there one year when he couldn't, when you were the MC, when I got honored. And I think once or twice I was there when you were the MC. And uh, I know something for me feels very right about that, because you're the same way about your sort of passion and uh, truffle dog tenacity to find out stuff. So it's got to be quite nice to be the sort of... Uh, the understudy for Uncle Floyd because he's it's a, a great honor. Guy. I yeah, hope I don't have this uh, honor again for a very long time. Yeah. So he could. He could, well, I hope he comes back and he can do it next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know he's fighting hard and he's making good progress on a full recovery. That's good. That's really um, good too. It also shows how important it is to get these stories down. I mean, yes. I heard that that 
that handwritten Wikipedia was thrown out, I was beyond stunned. Yeah, that's that's. He said that's to me, rough. "How could I ever do yeah. this again?" No, you can't. You I can't. think he. I think it was one of his ex-wives. That may Let's make keep sense. That off the, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the down low, I think it was the ex-wife saying, yeah. "No, make more sense than anything else." Nicole would never do that to you. <laughs> You know, Nicole, I always, ever take one of your handwritten? Listen, if God forbid anything happens to me, they better call you, my brother Mike. Oh, I gotta go in there fast. You gotta go in fast. You won't even be cold. No, She'll have the whole place emptied out. Yeah, There'll should. be a dumpster. If there was a fireproof yeah, door to my side of the yeah, like that yeah. office, that she would just burn it to the ground. Correct. And not, enjoy watching. <laughs> yes, probably. Watch you know, it. we had the reason. Obviously, everybody knows I missed Pat's big day because we had the baby's birthday party, and we. Spend. It rained on the birthday party too, right? Uh, horrible. It rained and the chicken bit the baby. Yeah, the galena bit my the, because my daughter speaks <laughs> primarily Italian, <laughs> so we had the we had the petting zoo, and uh, petting zoo wouldn't cancel a refund, so we had to put up a tent. My wife is really amazing. She got a tent like overnighted for three hundred bucks. We had to build this tent, and so we had a twenty six by nineteen foot petting zoo, and uh, the big disappointment for me was I was supposed to get the mini drucherilla. Dominic the donkey. Yeah. The little Druchadil. And we yeah. they brought a real Druchadil. So it was a bit of a letdown. I never seen a mini one. But we had the petting zoo. My daughter came out fine in, in, in the torrential rain. Everybody running out. Everybody pony rides were in a circle. My poor nephew was eight. He's never been on a horse where he rode pony ride in a circle around a tent. But she went to reach in to touch the, the chicken and it bit her on the finger. And she starts screaming and crying. It was adorable, but she was very, very traumatized by the what, chicken. What was it that you told me on the float? I had bad luck on Saturday, but Nicole got karma. Because <laughs> for you to know out there, John did everything he could have done. Yeah, I short tried. of divorcing Nicole. I tried so hard to move. She had no party. interest. But no. that's all right. But it rained I tried on her to parade explain too. to her that it was Pat's wedding day. She no, didn't care. She, don't care. she, she no. couldn't care less. She was like, well, it's his daughter's birthday. And I was like, no, I know. But... That's all right. No. That, was a, that may have been subconsciously Nicole's, like, let me test. Let me push because really, I've been with Nicole fifteen years almost. I knew you when I met her. She's never once said, "Don't go here, don't go." We go everywhere, right? I got a pretty, yeah. pretty good home life that way. But this was the one time she. There's a the, personal shot I made. It was no, yeah, it was not. Why do you take no, everything so personally? You. Why would she do that? Why would she? Be, I don't know. Well, maybe no. I don't know what I did. For no, her. she would never. I'm on the criminal list. No, never. Patrick, you're one of the few people that would not be on the list. No way. The the fa- no. the the petting zoo could not no, reschedule. Petting the petting zoo people. Well, we were got busy. we all got we all had a. a it rained on Stephanie's wedding. But that's a blessing. It's a blessing. Sposa bagnata, sposa fortunata. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It rained on my wedding. I tried my very, wedding day. I tried that's very a bad hard. <laughs> I want to make a public confession. Yeah. Like they do in North Korea. <laughs> I did everything in my power to have Jersey City move the parade. Yeah. So I could have gone to Stephanie's wedding. Yeah. But I found out too late that I made the correlation. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's, so it, I'm very sad. It was a weird public... weekend, I have to say. Yeah, but Stephanie has always been very loving to me. Yeah. And respectful, and yeah. I just want to say, I personally, am brokenhearted. Yeah, we couldn't go to the wedding, but I, I've seen all the pictures and the videos. She had a great time, and we're, we're a big, big, big congratulations to our beloved uh, former associate producer Stephanie Longo, who got married on the same day. So, 
it, it sort of split up. Maybe that was her excuse not to come to my parade either. <laughs> it was Columbus Day weekend. And it was you Columbus think, Day weekend. Yeah, but you yeah. think she scheduled her wedding to, to not to come I, to I highly did. You I know. don't know. I don't, I don't know. Think we got so. the list. It is interesting. But viva l'isposi nonetheless. Yes. I think they're, they leave for their honeymoon today. Yes, they're off their way. She's on going to Wisconsin on a honeymoon. Michigan, I Michigan, think. Mac- Mackinac Islands. That's a new one. Yeah, no, I've heard a really lot of whacked out places. So I never heard of going. <laughs> you know, Stephanie. Michigan. Chandani Filimaski. Su- I'm surprised Stephanie's not going to a uh, anthracite mine. That's the kind of stuff she likes. Or, or, um, Erpina. Yeah. Well, she was just there. But why not go back? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but she's looking forward to it. I know. I spoke to her yesterday. And uh, very excited. And she said the wedding went really well. And all her cousins from Italy came. And they did a special Erpina Tarantella. And I, now we know they got one. <laughs> no, so if you're from Erpina. <laughs> you know, Pat- Eric, my, my dear friend Eric had a had contingency um, from the town of origin, Spielman in Calabria. Yes, he did. And thank God none of them speak English because now I can give you the full inside story. <laughs> the mayor of Spielinger staying at a hotel. And I don't think he's ever been out of Spielinger. <laughs> and for those of you who've gone to Italy, you know that in Italy, the hotel always comes with breakfast. Oh, no. So wherever he was staying did not have an automatic breakfast. <laughs> and he flew off the handle at the guy behind the desk and said, like, like how dare you think you're going to, like, rob me, the foreigner that I am. And he, he threatened to call the Newark police department. Because <laughs> the guy wanted to he charge goes, him where's my cornetto? Yes. He goes, he goes <laughs> I want a cornetto. And he said, um, no, they didn't have a cornetto. He thought he was going to get a cornetto. Then they took him out to dinner. And of course, you know, some of the Italians, some of the, uh, what's word I don't want to use? Um, I don't want to say traditional. Some of the more provincial, some of the more, we don't leave Calabria, never forget about going to America. Yeah. They would not eat any non-Italian food. Of course. But any Italian place you bring them here, they're not happy. It's not good enough. So they went somewhere and the mayor ordered Ioi. And when it came out, he said, see, he had Eric go the way to translate. It was whoever was with them at the time. Troppo brodoso. He said <laughs> that. Brothy? Yes. I never heard the word brodoso. Is that the right? That's the right word. Troppo brodoso. Only we can have that word. He claimed that the chef, right? Probably everybody in that kitchen was from Guadalajara. Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah. He claimed that the chef must add soup, a uh, bouillon or something to the ayoya, and he wanted to go back there and like joust the guy. <laughs> right? And then the waiter's like, no, no. And he's like, well, this is too wet. It should be drier. Then there was another group of Calabrians, and they brought their own. Uh, charcuterie is that the correct <laughs> yes. word? Mm-hmm. So they had suprasad in the pocketbooks. I'm Come not making on. this up. They took Love out a suprasad. How many of them came? It was, they did the Twin the, Cities, right? But there was right? different. The mayor from Spielinger, the somebody else was from somewhere else. The oh. suprasad, the people, <laughs> and they asked the waiter to go in the back and cut up their cold cuts. So they were very, pa- but you know, but people realize this when you get people from Italy who have never left yeah. the little area, they do go into meltdown over food that yeah. they do not know. Where did we go? I'm not going to mention the name of the restaurant. Oh, we we were traveling together, and we ate at a place that, and you the pasta wrote, with clams. Yes, yes. And I think they put like gravy mate or something in onion it. soup mix. Yeah, onion. It was the weird. Remember that? I don't want to. Yeah. Throw oh yeah, we went somewhere. I flipped out over that. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. disgusting. Pat and I both got the same the linguine with clams, and there was some kind of like additive better than yes. bouillon added. Yeah, some. It was some like let me let me. Novelize this, yeah. See that, but that's one of my arguments when these people come from Italy, yeah. Go for a steak, yeah, exactly, yeah, or go for something different, yeah. Like you're not going to get the Italian food you get at home. I mean, there's a very few amount of places you're going to get something that makes you happy, yeah. yeah. 
my advice is, and I see if I had had them, I would have forced them. I'm just taking you out for pancakes. Yeah. And because yeah. you, if you right. don't, because. Americana. Yeah. Why not? Do you think if you force them, they, they bend a little? I think uh, most of the Italians that I, that, that come here that I have to take out want to have steak. Yeah. They want to go to a steak house. Yeah. I think the, I think the Italians have become much more globalized in the past 10 years, 15 years. Because my thing is that you got to try something new. Yeah. Why not? Like, you know, you know, our dear friend, Robert Allegrini was scandalized. When he found out from Mariana Gatto, I love Chinese and Indian food. He was stunned. He just, Robert's he, a very particular. He was surprised you liked palate. it. Period. Yeah, I love hot food, and he was surprised by that. Yeah, he, he was very surprised. I don't, and he because he he likes Robert doesn't Robert doesn't veer off the Italian veer food, off the no. Italians. And I I was like I love I don't do Indian. I love Indian. I'm not a big Indian it. food I love, guy. I can't do it. Why not? I don't like it. I love heat. You I love. love I've never met anything that I didn't like. You know, speaking of spicy, I got another Italian American Heritage Month checklist. You know, I. Screwed up all my heirloom plants. I, I planted them too late. I couldn't get them outside because of the heat. So they basically, I grew these like, they all grew, but none of them fruited because they were all inside. But I don't know if a bug got in my room off my office, whatever, where I had them. I got two Jimmy Nardello peppers. The only yes. Thing, the only thing that grew. How were they? Uh, honestly, maybe I picked them too soon. They weren't spicy. Aren't they well, they're to be... nice. They're not. They're not. I mean, they're not. I just ate them raw because I couldn't cook too. Jimmy Nardello is a pepper. If you go to Seed Savers Exchange, which is a website, it's a heritage pepper, and it's Italian American. Italian American pepper because someone from Calabria, I think. Yeah, Jimmy Nardello. Yeah, brought this pepper with him from Calabria to the United States over a hundred years ago. Over a hundred years ago, and the seed was passed down in the family. I don't know if it was Jimmy or Jimmy's parents, right. but it's it's. It's like the bell of the bowl of peppers now. They're beautiful. They look gorgeous. Big, long red peppers. But I, I, I had two stunted ones because they just grew inside. So they weren't that big. But at least I know that they, you know, that they grew. But I was pretty happy with that. Because of all these plants that I have that are growing like gangbusters. I, have, I will never understand. Now, now Gina Bayancardi, don't lie that you listen. Because if, if you hear this, you're going to call me up in a rage. Two minutes after <laughs> I say it. For the life of me. When she built cut. So what happened is Gina... Built an Italian cultural center in Staten Island in a mansion from 1908, right? So that'd be like an Edwardian mansion. Absolutely. An Italianate one, too. It does Italian, look, it looks Italian. Beautiful building, beautiful house. And attached to the house was a, and I believe it's original to 1908, was a winter garden. So it's a greenhouse in glass. And it actually even had, it was a little bit of a slope in case you overwatered and it went into a drain. And she made part of the restaurant. Which is beautiful, but I would have loved to been able to grow seeds. I didn't know she had a greenhouse there when she bought. Yeah, it. well, that that's what the winter garden was. It was a greenhouse. I didn't know that. That's what that was for. You should you should tell Nicole that you were inspired today. Put a greenhouse on the side of your Please, house. Please, are you kidding? Uh, that's why I didn't move them out because we couldn't. I couldn't get a yes answer, firm answer on where to plant a garden. I mean, it was too late to move them out anyway. But if I had put an actual garden, it would have been a lot easier. But you know. I'm now you need a farm with Amish people. And yeah, I need, I need, like a, I need another stuff. house to do my own stuff. That's yeah, what I need. Yeah, a man cave house. that's yeah. its own. Yeah, a house. I need a house in like a, you know. A, Your own I, little apartment. Rosetto. Yeah. yeah. buy a Rosetto house. I'll at my garden. They have no Amish people. Though. You have to truck them in. <laughs> You're not going to be out there with us. No, I'm not. You need a, a little house on your property. It's like your little bungalow. Yeah, like a shed. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere that I can do my stuff and uh, not be. But you know who would be in on that? Your father-in-law. Yeah, he would love that. My father-in-law be, grows everything. He's great. If he heard you were buying a little farm, yeah, he would love that. My father-in-law. He, I was. I went out to their house Sunday for macaroni, 
And when we got there, my father-in-law wasn't there, and some some car was in the driveway. So I said, my mother-in-law, who's that? He says, oh, he's mushroom hunting. So his friend from, I think his friend from Calabria somewhere, picks him up because it rained so much. They go to Van Cortland Park in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. I never. They brought home so many mushrooms. There are a lot of mushrooms in the Bronx. Oh, mom, why? I don't know. It's weird. Do you know this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the Diamicalina people, they would do the mushroom hunting in the I Bronx. I couldn't believe that what he came back me, with. If you make a mistake, you're going to Gamble's hand. But you know, they're like hen of the woods dead. mushrooms. They're, they're like, like the, the ones that they grow underground, oh, mom, though. Oh, they're So they're clean. So they're not, you know. I'm not worried about, like, right? I'm worried. No, not those. I think the Chilento and the Valdidiano, I think they average two to three deaths a year. Yeah, every fall that. From people picking the wrong mushrooms. Uh, you got That's like your warning against uh, making your own dried sausage. Like, you know, it's great to jar tomatoes. Definitely make homemade wine. You know, pickle whatever you want to pickle. Make jardinera. Mushrooms is a... You got to know what you're doing. Homemade yeah, you sausage can't, you was can't. how Pat and I met. That's, that's right. He yelled at that's you. What, that's he what, did. What, he I did sent not me a very, a very stern email. I was very... My, uh, listen. Sofresata recipe. Back... <laughs> this, this is 2009, 2010 we're talking about. Yeah, I was very I got I got a, an email from Patrick DePaula Esquire. <laughs> Patrick DePaulo. I'm sorry, Patrick O'Boyle. No, that, that's only been the Jersey City Parade has put DePaulo on it. That's my mother's maiden name. And the Jersey City Parade people have hyphenated my name now permanently. I noticed that. And my mother was very happy because Anna DePaulo, who's my cousin's wife, my cousin-in-law, who was the her and Janet Balsey were the spearheads behind me getting this. That's our connection. So she she used the name. So that's like my mother was very happy with that. Okay, so I got so, a Jersey City Award with her name on so it. So in 2009, 10, I get an email from Patrick O'Boyle, Esquire, <laughs> telling me to cease and desist <laughs> from telling people to, to use the sofrasata recipe. I could be I could be killing them. Yeah, sure. I could worry. get in trouble. And then I met him in person. I, I don't remember if that was the first. I think the first time I met him in person was in Nyaf, was at Nyaf. Probably. And I was making my cookies in my Easy Bake Oven in the in the basement <laughs> where they would have the ex- expo. My, the, you and David Greco, my first two volunteers for yes. my new expo. Yeah, that was, we, we, well, the, lo- the lawyer in me is always worried. And then the next time I met him was at the, the, the foundation. I got an award at the, the Jersey. Uh, the Italian, that's true. The, and um, he was on the, the board. Center for Italian Time and, in New Jersey. And there he was in a tuxedo. Looking like James Bond. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Yelling at sausages or no? no he he, was, so- he explained to me why he sent that email in person. And then I didn't see him again for like 10 years. No, because my, <laughs> my concern was the lawyer. It's, it's a not- How did you even find me? I, one of your recipes popped up. I said, oh, my God, Rose. I mean, we all knew you, of you. And I said, because we were in the same circles. And I said, this soup, because pink salt. And I, you can get botulism from poorly done dried sauce. Sure. Super sad. You were a kid then, Pat. I'm still a kid now. <laughs> he was like 30 years old. Ah, that's crazy. You know, Shadow now old. 33? Ah, what a different world all those years ago. That was my concern was with, because I would have put a warning on the recipe. Like, just please consult such and such. Because an old time Italian, especially the off the boat ones, I, I've never heard of them killing anyone yet from bot. Like they know what someone said this to me about jarring. Um, the FDA crowd is very concerned about putting vegetables under oil, like pickled eggplant. Right? right. The idea is that if you boil the eggplants in vinegar or vinegar water, fifty-fifty solution from a commercial vinegar that has like proper acidification, that you're going to acidify the eggplant enough that when you store it under oil, 
the acid is high enough that you're not going to get botulism. Right. That's how it works. But the idea is that if you have an Italian who's done it in Italy with their parents and grandparents, they know what they they have an instinct, right? Right. But people who've never done it before can't cut corners with certain people because right. pickled eggplant pickled incorrectly could kill somebody right? if you don't have the right. Right. It's not done right. So the um. The feds always say, just don't do it. You keep it in the refrigerator. You can keep it in the refrigerator. Or don't do it because you can't keep it sealed outside for a long period of time. Well, they, these states have what's called extension societies, which are especially the Midwest where they're kind of like government agencies that help you with pickling and, and really? preserving. Yeah, because it's a big part of the culture out right. there. And someone said once, listen, if you've done it for like generations and it's never gone wrong, just keep on trucking. That's like my father-in-law making sausage and making... Uh, copy gold and stuff like that. They, they're doing it in the garage, but it comes with a lot of risk. It's a, got, it's a pork product. Well, it's, you could do a great job. No, the, the real risk on that, we've gotten rid of trichinosis, which was an issue with pork when pigs came off a farm. My right? grandmother so, got trichinosis. Did she really? Yeah. I Probably think. as a kid. Yeah, this, this is 1930s, whatever. Because now trichinosis has kind of been bred out of the commercial pork industry. Interesting. But the problem is the botulism, right? So if you just use plain salt, the idea is that the you know that the nitrogen uh, pink salt, which is a salt that has nitrogen added to it, and it's pink in color, so you realize it's not table salt. That that's kind of a a a double protective mm. salt because not only is the salt going to impede help impede the botulism, but the nitrate is going to be the impediment to the botulism. So you're not talking about like pink Himalayan salt. You're talking about no, no, it's a, it's it's, it's dyed a pink. It's dyed pink. Well, you know the botulism comes from the Ro- Roman word for sausage. Really? Yes. How about that? I never. But knew my that. thing is, is because if we ever could live long enough to do all these things, yeah, I would love to do an Italian American pickling sausage making yeah. stuff like that. And you had somebody from the FDA standing right beside you saying, "This is how you do it. And this is why." I There's got to be a paisan that works for the FDA. Somebody's out there. We. Can I'll get somebody. the message. Watch. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come up. I tried to pickle peppers like my grandmother did. Not pickle like vinegar peppers, but. I, th- I don't remember what I did. I, I They're sitting on my counter. I don't know if they're poisonous or what. I just, like, I think I maybe boiled the vinegar Death and put them by in. a poison pepper. I think I just put them in, in vinegar. Is that is that vinegaring? The vinegar is fine. Long, the, it's the acidity. So as long as I put, I chopped them up and just threw them in vinegar, and they're sitting in a jar. That's fine. But see, the if you make, like, homemade jelly and jams and marmalades, another thing I like to do, if you have a cranberry that's so acidic, or even any kind of berry, the acidity of a berry it's going to be very hard to kill somebody, right? So that's why some people, you know, will just boil the, cook the, the berry. Now, if you keep it in the refrigerator, you never throw it, but they'll cook, they'll just make it, um, they'll just, let's say, put uh, cranberry jelly or marmalade or blueberry marmalade just in a, a jar they washed. And it's, it's very, very, very hard to, um, someone said, you know, it's easier to kill somebody with the jar than it is to die from botulism from a high acid food. Mm-hmm. With fig jelly, you have to add lemon. Because hmm. fig is so low on the, the pH level hmm. that you need to acidify it. Not just because acidity triggers the pectin, which makes it thick and viscous, but it also, acidity prevents the growth of botulism. We should do. We should and do how did we video. get from this? <laughs> I don't know. From the, we went from a parade that was right? raining, Stephanie's wedding. Stephanie's wedding. Uh, we had Eric's event this weekend. Oh, pick, Italians pick. who didn't like the spaghetti. Italians didn't like spaghetti. Patrick, your after party was the after party to end all after parties. Everybody was. Can I just say something? I, if only hold there, on. If, if there were hold bathrooms, on. it would have been perfect. Oh, yeah, there was no bathroom. No, hold on. Hold on. 
hold on. Number one, if you're out there and say, why wasn't I invited? I invited everybody. You did. You broadcasted it out to the world. So please don't say I did not invite you because you didn't show. Yeah. So that's your choice, not mine. So everybody, so before I get a text, how come I wasn't invited? <laughs> I had a, I everywhere I said to people, you're it's, welcome it's, to come. You, it's, and it, that means you weren't listening to the show. Right, they didn't want to come, which is fine, that but that's nice. so noble. Um, you and Mariana Gatto didn't get it. So we had a reception. I got it. No, but we had a reception at the basement of Holy Rosary Church in Jersey, which is being under renovation. Where do you think I would expect you to have this? No, but it meant it meant a lot. No, I don't think Gatto got it. She's probably going to listen to this and yell at me. No, she probably it. don't listen either. We just no, thought she, it was funny. Does. It was a, the basement, which is the part we were in, was from 1929, 1927. And it was very cute. The I love the what they did with the place. It did. The pastor there um, hipsterized it. So you tore down the walls into the original brick. But I wanted the after party there because, number one, it was walking distance from where the parade ended. And it was the center of the Italian world for downtown Jersey City. There were three Italian Jersey cities. It was downtown. There was Marion. and um, I don't think you booked the place with no bathrooms on purpose. I just thought it no, the, added. No, no, that's not true. I, well, I, let me, I let just me thought clarify. it added to Hold the Larry on. David, to Pull the back. enthusiasm. <laughs> when Brendan gets on the mic, he's like, we didn't realize that there were no bathrooms. <laughs> no, that's I'm not sorry. true. Hold on. The bathrooms in the church were stunning. He's redoing the whole place. <laughs> Did you go in there? No. You had to walk out of the church basement because it's 90% of it's under the renovation. So the 10% that was done, we were able to use. And I had to pull, I had, needed a lot of juice, but I got that done. The bathrooms are being redone, but you have to go into Erica, who's a listener. You could back me up on this because you get it. You had to go into the church to use the church bathrooms that were redone. Oh, I didn't even know. But that. hold on a minute. I held it. The church uh, bathrooms that were redone, they're worthy of a high-end Hilton. Because <laughs> this priest likes to spend. I'm like, I say, he likes to spend and he's not cheap. And, and He's a Carrara Mare marble kind of guy. Can we talk about your entertainment? Because... Oh, you had that guy you love. I love Pasquale Alberto. I mean, he, I love everybody. Listen. He was tremendous. Yet I loved. Have. I loved his covers. His covers of Sugar... Sugar, sugar, da 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 da, ah, uh, honey, honey, and then he did a rendition of "Proud Mary." Wow! That oh, can you do? I, can you can you give a little bit of it? Left to us? a good job in the city, <laughs> work for the man every night and day, but I never lost the one minute of a sleep. I was worried about the way things might have been. And then at the end, when you really got into it, it was like, big wheels keep on turning. Proud Mary, keep on a burn. And then at the end, he was getting, he's rolling, rolling. I love it. Don't you love it? I love that stuff. That's like my favorite thing in the world. I loved him. I have different... I have different entertainers. Antonio Patazzi, yeah, who's a phenomenal DJ. He's that's awesome. for a big event. Yeah, that's like a confirmation. A big. That's a big fancy hall event. The Boomfield Mandolin Orchestra for, um, what's the word I want to look for? More subtle events. More yes, kind of yes. Demure, demure events. events demure yes. events. They're fantastic. They're Tony Neglia Band for processions. Yep. Anytime I want to walk around anywhere. <laughs> And Pasquale Alberto is good for small, intimate settings. Yeah, he's very. He's very. Um, I, I mean, I was watching the videos. That everybody, all of our friends, like Tony Manja was posted and the row posted, and he is, he's very charming. And I was interested that Anthony, when he, uh, when Anthony introduced you to thank everybody, I didn't know that 
Holy Rosary Church is the old first Italian parish, parish in New Jersey. Jersey. Now, I'm going to tell you something else why, why I'm beating the drum for this. The other reason why I think it's important of Holy Rosary is it's, it's the first Italian parish in the state of New Jersey. It's a hipster neighborhood now that's full of churches, right? You can actually touch St. Anthony's, and Holt, which is the Polish church, and Holy Rosary simultaneously. The sanctuaries are so close together. Wow. They're neighbors. You can touch them simultaneously. If we don't use these places, they're going to be gone. Yep. Yeah. So when the diocese is like we have two expensive old churches that are next to each other, why do we need this? If the Italian community doesn't go out and use it, yeah. you can't show up the day they announce the closing and then say, why are you doing this? We have to keep right. it open. Yeah, you're right. So I purposely wanted it there because I think that for our institutions to survive, we need to support them. Yeah, I think it's great. Totally. It was very moving. For, I mean, it was a very, very moving day. Like I said, I have an office full of awards and medals and plaques. But as the float turned left on North Avenue, I could see my the house that was my grandmother lived, my aunt lived, my great-grandparents lived there. The house that I would call my first home, yeah. right? The house. The, the ancestral down, homestead. My, my homestead, right? Yeah. And like we had the store, place in right? Brooklyn. And um, down from there, my aunt's house, where my aunt lived, and I lived with my parents upstairs, which is a few doors down. And then um, I passed the cemetery on my right hand where my grandmother's uncle's buried and my great-grandparents were buried. And just it was like I saw... You know, I was there for the, the Hudson County flag raising, right, in front of the courthouse. And if you don't, if you've never seen it, you can't understand it. But there's a little like, um, what's that? This stone, um, a cobblestone. It's like a, it's like a granite. It went up in 1908. The Hudson County Courthouse. That's now the Brennan Courthouse, which is a historic landmark. And there's a curb. There's like a curb that held in the park part that's in front of the courthouse um that's in granite and maybe it's eight inches a foot off the sidewalk but i remember walking past it my grandmother my mother holding my hands so i had to be a toddler just walking and i remember that curb being mid up to my chest wow so i had to be maybe it's more than that foot but i remember that and there well, I it's am. It's more than eight inches, and in you're saying. Like yeah, more than eight feet. inches. Whatever. No, yeah, I want to say a couple. To, yeah. Whatever it was. It's very low. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember it being very high. Yeah. It's maybe one of my first memories. Yeah. Because a dog had defecated on the park, and I remember the stench. That's how I remember it. I have the. I, I had. It was. It was horrible. I'm like, ah, what's that? And I'm I, trying to explain that came from a dog. Weird that you That's say how that. I remember that. This reminds me of when you and I first met. And we talk about our grandmas making us go to the bathroom in containers, but a similar thing. I can remember my grandmother's in the neighbor that I was born in, same house she was born in, same house my dad was born in. I remember, I guess, I was two, three years old maybe, and I can remember walking around the corner. It's the opposite corner. On one corner of our block is where Sabino and Michaela's dad has the sandwich shop, which when he bought it was a fruit store. It was a fruit store before that. I remember it both ways. Uh, On the other corner, there was a, a break in the sidewalk, which would have hosted a tree one of the city you know city plants the tree it was gone they never replanted the tree so it was just an empty space of dirt with a little bit of wild like weeds and grass and i can specifically remember walking past where a dog had gone as a little kid and smelling that and thinking like this is disgusting i yeah. remember like a, it it skeeved me out walking back to my grandmother's house from the avenue and I, it's a very very fundamental memory for me oddly enough 
that we share. I remember that highly specific. Yeah, so you remember, maybe that was that. Very weird. And then I'm standing on that same grass raising a flag. Amazing, isn't it? And I'm looking at the, the church I was baptized in. Yeah. And it's funny because we're all by the courthouse in Jersey City, which was my first home. I could see from where the flag raising was, which had been earlier in the week on Wednesday. Looking at those buildings that my entire life on that side of my family came out of. Yeah. It is October, and that means it's Italian American Heritage Month. And this year, why not connect to Italy with the Mediaset Italia subscription? Mediaset Italia is the channel that combines the best from top Italian channels Canale 5, Italia 1, and Rete 4, so you don't miss the latest in TV from Italy. This October, Mediaset has familiar favorites and new series, including the new crime drama Maria Corleone, airing Fridays at 8.35 p.m. Eastern, brand new current affairs program E Sempre Carta Bianca with Bianca Berlinger, and new seasons of popular favorites Caduto Libera, Quarto Grado, and Pomeriggio Cinque. There's always something new on Mediaset Italia, so call your local television provider today. Um, but I lived it. You know, I remember there was a hook. So we had a, we had, I had fruit and vegetables on both sides, right? So my grandfather's side had push cart on Brunswick Street in Jersey, and we passed by that in the parade. But my grandmother's side on North Avenue had an actual storefront, fruit and vegetable store. And, um, you know, I remember playing, there was a hook in front of the storefront. It was a, I guess it must have been copper or brass. It was, I guess, a brass hook. And it looked like a door knocker. Yeah. And I used to play with it as ring. a kid. My sister, my girl, what's this? She goes, oh, yeah, to tie the horses, yeah, too. That's right. Yeah. Because we get the horse and wagon and go load up in New York for the, the yeah. grocery store from the, I guess it was the Washington Square Market, wherever it was at that yeah, time. I don't know. I'm about to, sit, to look to see where that was and to see me, and I'm, I'm in midlife. That's, that's a fact, right? And to see the flag, you know, the flag raising to myself, gee, could my, could any of my family have a match? Because it was, so that, that's, I've gone off a lot about that, but that's why I had such an intense appreciation. And, you know, uh, I, again, Mariana Gatto flew all the way out and her son in California. Your, your Nick, mother loved her son. Oh, he's a, he's good a boy. Oh, Damien's oh, a great Damien's kid. Damien's a sweetheart, but he does kid. bear a slight resemblance to, to your my brother. brother. Yeah, we know. She, <laughs> I know. She starts stroke it, petting Damn. him, and she goes, you remind me of my Anthony. <laughs> right, because my brother had the same blonde hair. I knew where we were going with this, right? I saw it the was, setup. It was yeah. such a cute moment. Correct. She just goes behind My son, starts... my son, my son. And Nick Fideli came all the way out from Ohio awesome. for the dinner. That's awesome. So, you know, the Fidelis are my, my base of operations in Ohio. Their escape plan. They, they've put my great love for Ohio yeah. comes from them. And I was very moved that Nick came all the way out for me. I had a dinner the other night with Charlie Toronto, our dear friend, and he introduced me to two guys, one of whom was an Italian-American from Cleveland, and we were talking about your love of Cleveland. And, and he was saying, he's like, you know what? It, you, we are very lucky. It is very nice. Because Basil was sending me pictures this morning of the parade there yesterday. They had a great parade in Cleveland. I mean, we haven't even talked about the fact that we did the Columbus Day Parade yesterday in the city, in Manhattan, right? The big one on ABC. This is probably the sixth or seventh year we've done it. We had the float for our ISDA, your ISDA Lodge in New Jersey. It was an ISDA in general. Yeah, ISDA. But your lodge makes up, obviously, a big portion of the... Uh, it's so big now that Ro and I and a couple of our other friends kind of got bumped off because there was no room on the float anymore. We ended up on a float ahead of us that didn't have that's enough the ward, people That's on the it. ward leader in me. Yeah, you really did a great yeah. job. The other thing is that you were supposed to be at the front of the float. Yeah. But Eric's Calabres 
contingency. Oh, they jumped in? They didn't want it. They said the seats were too comfortable. So Joey Vitale asked them if we could have the heads of the podcast at the front of the quote, and they said... Uh, they said no. They said no. Well, no. that's all right. We we So Ro and I, and you stood with your... With your, because you uh, obviously had all the Sunday Mangays people. Yeah, Those yeah, are like I, your I stood, real kinsmen. I stood on my ship. Yeah, all the ISDA people, and you stood on the ship. And I said to you, "Come on, come with us," because it was the. First, I didn't go last year, and I wasn't going to go yesterday. I, as I, said, I think I said to you guys, I was not planning on coming. And I, I swear, I had, I had serious FOMO missing out on your stuff all weekend, obviously. And then I couldn't sleep the night before the parade, feeling guilty that I wasn't going to go to the parade, and I. My buddy Chris, who I grew up with, my oldest friend, texts me in the morning, Happy Columbus Day. Are you? What are you doing? I said, you know, I'm debating whether or not I want to go to the parade. He's like, well, you know, you can't never go wrong with the parade. And I said, I think the thing for me is I really don't want to see most of the people there. Not that I don't <laughs> no, like That's understandable. Because it's yeah, work, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I know a lot of them are not easygoing people. Let's but not, I want let's them. Let's call it what it is. I want them to and see you got, me. You, you got frenemies like this. No I got tomorrow. a lot of frenemies, yeah. yeah. I want them to see me to know that I'm not going anywhere and they have another year of me fighting for what I believe in in this community. Because for those of you who don't have the in, the sort of institutional knowledge and the, the internal context, there's a lot of bickering going on right now recently in the community and a lot of nasty stuff going on with people who should be ego-free adults who care about the future of Italian America, and I just don't think they care. And they're back and forth with each other in really kind of juvenile ways. And I don't like to engage in that. I try to be nice to everybody. I really do. And I said, like, I don't, Really want to see them, but I want them to see me. Why don't you do a Lou Monty version of all we are saying is give pizza to <laughs> How would Lou Monty have produced <laughs> all wow. we are saying? That's why we need Uncle yeah, Floyd. Because the Italian-American community does not play well yeah. in the same sandbox. No, it's- but see, I'm all for conflict. Yeah, you like. You think it's Because the, I think that the... Italians do best in competition. You might be right. Because Raphael and Michelangelo were down the block from each other sending spies, and I think there'd be no Sistine Chapel today. If he didn't want to outdo the other. And I think we do best when we're trying to outdo each other. You might be right. But I went. I'm not I, all for it. Yeah, well, you had to go. We had a great have time. Look. John texted me early in the morning yesterday. He said, are you going to go to the parade? I said, yeah, I'm going. It's like, I can't decide. And uh, that was the last I heard from him. So I put on my uh, my green, white, and red outfit. And I show up. And lo and behold, John is there. Yes. You and I look like we got dressed in a funhouse mirror. I, yeah. I had my red blazer. And oh, my, my mother goes to me, you need to wear an outfit. She said like yeah, 15 she, times. She said, she's I like, said, that is well, not me. I said, I, I do not I do millennial. I want Pat to dress like you guys. Uh, I had I had a red blazer and like lime green pants. You had the lime green jacket and red pants. We both had the colorful. We should do like Roman gladiators next year. Oh, that'd be good. I would dress and up you as be, you know What, what could you be? You could be like I gotta Cleopatra. I the, the queen. But you know what? You know what? I was thinking about dressing like that yesterday. One thing I thought of was getting dressed. I was going to wear a regular suit like I've worn every year. And now I put this whole fee suit together. I'm like, you know what? First of all, I'm going to wear it because I am proud. And it's a holiday that, you know, it's gone through so much up and down and all the countries around Columbus Day. And I was like, I just want it to be about. The silly side of us, you know, and yeah, the, I, we don't we don't have to take ourselves so seriously all the time. It's like no. the, there's the intellectual Italian American community that wants to say we are writers and and historians and yeah. scholars and professors, yes. and poets now. And, and engineers, and yes, yeah, so great. great. We've been that way for two thousand years. Wonderful, yeah. and, and at the same time, we have to we like to have a little fun, and yeah. we like to you know say say schivats once in a while. Yeah. If, uh, but I think there's a lot and, of Italian Americans. Who don't who feel any clowning is below their dignity. Yes, uh, you know what made me feel really funny yesterday? 
because it's different for a woman than a man. Obviously, you could wear a color and it's like, right. I felt like when I went into the Columbus Club afterwards, where they have the reception for all the people who put the parade together, the fancy, the fancy they invite me. I didn't they, get that invite. They looked but... at they looked at me like I had the plague, right? I had the pom pom hat on, but on on the parade route, everybody was yelling to me. All these kids. I had kids. One kid thought I was Italian Santa Claus. He says, "Mommy is Santa Claus." Uh, I was giving them, you know, stickers and stuff from the podcast. But to me, that's what we're out there for. The visual is important, and we're out there to evangelize and to bring listeners onto the show and to get them on board for our message of, you know, what this community is, where it's going. And it was very dichotomous to see like the people who would benefit the most from a little bit of, you know, marketing, treating me like I was uh, a. a it was nice to you. No. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just the, the looks I got from the clothes. I could see the, right. ups, the up and downs, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what they don't understand? No, they're very um, nice. No, but I mean... My you know. outfit could have transitioned if I had a pair of pumps. Yeah, yeah, you were But fine. I had my red yeah, Jordans. You were okay. You know? I don't want to out a certain young Italian-American who confided in me yesterday how some how difficult some of these Italian organizations it's are. Horrible. It's horrible. So you have a kid who joins in their 20s and you have an old guard that um, do this, do that, say this, say that, sit there, sit here, do this. And um, they don't let these kids express themselves in their own way. They don't even let them do anything. But the reason, the reason I say it is that I had to learn. They don't let them do anything. I had to learn that. And I think this teaching college all these years was a huge help in this, is that you have to pedagogically meet people where they are. Yes, I agree. And I that. think that Gen Z and the younger millennials, they grew up in a world of Everything was entertainment. Yeah, you know, they grew up in a in a YouTube internet world, a colorful world. You know, I I learned this when I was teaching. I guess it was like two thousand and eight. You know, when I was in grammar school, and you had a social studies book, right, which was our history book. You had some pictures, and they were black and white. Yeah. Um, and I was teaching a millennial one time, and they said to me, "Well, how did some?" They were asking me how something looked, and I realized then that you could. It was just when YouTube and Google and stuff were coming out. You could access Google, Google Images, and show kids what things are. Yeah. But then you could go to YouTube yeah. and walk through the place. Yeah, it's amazing. And then you realize, okay, they learn in a different way, and they're actually getting more information this way. Yep. And it's not a criticism. It's just an open discussion. The parade used to be a parade of suits, yep. you know, extremely well-dressed and very polished shoes. And the idea was, um, we're telling America we've arrived with doctors and lawyers and accountants. and it's a chip on the you, shoulder. Chip, you know, you make us out to be organ grinders, but yeah. we've arrived. And it's an arrived parade. Yeah. For how classy we look. And I don't think that it speaks to a different generation. And I'm not against it. I'm just saying that to the World War II generation and the silent generation that came after it, it showed we've arrived. Yeah. But I think that if you're with a generation that is um, teetering, um, toward a global world culture, Gen Z global world culture, TikTok culture, to tether these kids to us. You have to meet them where they are. And I think that the message you gave in your green, white, and red outfit um, with the pom-pom, I don't understand. I can't articulate what it does, but it, it, it connects with a Gen Z young millennial much more than you with the suit and the 1970s raincoat, you know, that beige yeah. raincoat, double-breasted yeah. raincoat, which was the old image. Because it says, I, I hope it says, which is what I feel, I got nothing to prove. I'm just really happy to be Italian. It means the world to me. And I want to wrap myself in red, white, and green and celebrate that. And I got nothing to prove. 
I'm just, I'm comfortable. I think it makes it makes other people comfortable. Yeah. Like it it brings you down to. I never wanted to be a a, a character who was inaccessible to people yeah. who was alienating yeah i'm too good for you i i think like i i personally had so much staying power in my career because i i managed to you know always be kind of the italian girl next door yeah. you know approachable yeah approachable but it doesn't mean that i i can't be accomplished yeah or i can't be a serious a quote-unquote serious person it's just you don't have to take yourself so seriously all the time <laughs> No, you don't. And I mean, I mean, I think we're at the point now where there's a new model for interacting in this community. And that's it's always been the case. It's always it's always evolved. The generation before us was very into or maybe two generations before us. They were into the erasure. You know, uh, if you became a doctor, so you kind of hid the fact that you did Sunday dinner. You yeah. hid the fact that you made the wine. You I, the I'll fact tell you that, something. And now we're all very proud of it. And all I'm saying as a three-time published author and someone who built a, a following and uh, and built a, a business and a brand out of nothing, you don't have to choose. No, you don't have to choose. You can be – you can be – you can be all those things. Yep. You can uh, you can use our our Tanglish once in a while. It doesn't yep. mean you don't also speak Florentine. Right. You can speak your native your your regional language. You can speak Florentine. You can speak the Tanglish. It's all fine. It's the baggage of a. I can tell you something, because I grew up in a very heavily blue collar ethnic place with a very strong Italian American presence. When I graduated law school, somebody, I would say two or three people made a comment one time. That got back to me or said to my face, like, um, I was dressed in gym clothes going to the gym. They're like, well, you're a lawyer. Yeah. You're walking around. And there was that World War II generation that you had to be in a suit all the time yeah. because you're a professional. And I knew from a lot of the old school lawyers that they would not, um, they wouldn't let another attorney in the firm, if they were, go I knew somebody who had a situation, somebody was going on vacation and the guy had to put a suit on to pick up stuff he had left in the office. Wow. Because he could not, even though it was in July and he would have like a nice pair of shorts and sneakers on, he could not walk into the office not in a suit. Because in the old days, that was attributed to, if you were, if you were a real lawyer, you would always right. be in a suit. But that's a mentality that I think no Gen Z kid is going to understand. No, it's today. gone. That's it's gone. gone. I mean, but I think the remnant, I, I can tell you that when I graduated school, the last remnant of that was there. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, post COVID, you look at people where to work now. It's just it's a totally different world. First, I mean, even I feel old sometimes and outdated in the dress code. I mean, Nicole was telling me she went out for a bachelorette party or a something. You know, some one of her friends, I think, and they went to a nightclub, and she was like, "I felt so old, not only because I was in a nightclub and I'm a thirty-something-year-old woman with a kid, but because." these young girls were wearing like sweatpants and sneakers. Like it was like cool to be dressed down. And she's like, we used to get dressed up. You know, that was like a big thing. It just, everybody, everything changes. But I think for the community, the idea of leading from the center, going where people are, that's the whole foundation of why we created IAFL. And I do want to shout that out to people because today, as we record, this is the first day that we're launching the IAFL two coming up on Martin Luther King weekend in January 2024 in Florida. And if you're interested out there or you know somebody who's interested between the ages of 21 and 35, and they're interested not only in celebrating their culture and being around other Italian-Americans, but in this vision of leadership for tomorrow, uh, you should definitely encourage them to visit the website iafuture.org, sign up for the, our email list. You'll be on the head of the list. 
when we distribute out the application and hopefully maybe uh, get a chance to come out and be part of it because it's going to be great. And we got a lot of interesting stuff planned. And uh, Rosella has volunteered to take over some of the more f- event-driven stuff because she does that. I got a request me. last night from Diana Falco. Yeah. Came out for the New York Parade. One of she our think, alumni from the first IFL from Chicago. She thinks that you should do a cooking demonstration. She goes, we didn't have enough of interactive stuff. Like, make a example to San Jose for everybody all together. Can make something. I'll help. I'll be your assistant. <laughs> I'll have, have the, the rise, Pat. <laughs> yeah, no, no rising. Nothing that rises. Not a staple of San Jose, because it has... um Deep fryers? How many deep fryers? Do we have <laughs> He's got an arena we, we full deep fryers. We can find that. Come on. Can, oh. we do, can we do a staple of San Jose? But please, it's going to be my birthday. It's my birthday weekend. Please, please, please. You remind me of Luke please, Costello. It's my birthday. Come oh, on. Mr. Bajagaloop. I want a big cake. That's yeah, my favorite Yeah, you're going to be my Mr. Bajagaloop. Come on. Mr. Bajagaloop, I need why don't a big make, cake. Why don't you do the exhibit? The exhibit. What do you I call want it? everybody to have a Zapel for my birthday. Okay, see, that's his please, favorite. We did. I did the please. nine of the Zeppelin last time. Come on, Remember that bro. Zeppelin? That's a lot of Zeppelin you got to make. I'll, you know, I'll be yeah, there all work. night. You'll be I'll have a makadoodle on my head. I'll be putting them in there. <laughs> to do them as a demonstration where what? Everybody gets to make their no, own. No, you show, and then we come out with trays, and everybody sings happy birthday. All right, that's, that's fine. fine. I got to make one. That's okay. good. Yeah, on yeah, the camera. That's that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a show. I yeah. can be in the back. Yeah, you could help, but everybody's not making their own. No, everybody's going to watch you make it. I got to come train the staff at the, yeah, the probably. arena. Yeah, that's probably true. Right. I, I mean, if, if our cannolis are you red, you play, to, listen, stop you a have minute. to come with me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Then you got to wear the red, white, and green suit. Yeah. No, no, that's not St. Joseph appropriate. Maybe I'll dress like St. Joseph with the beard. No, you have to. No, you got to get the suit. You got to get. Now, talk about dress code. No, but I got to be. I got to get a suit that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be you. I can't be. No. We could do a double dress. No, I can't do green, white, and red. Yes, it's got to be. I saw it. But it could do the same style. We could do the double breasted like you like. What about like hunter green and like burgundy? Because I'm not a hunter. I mean, now I'm going to get You're a navy They got to drag me. Into millennial world, hat, every chance you would, like a you like you terrorists. Pom pom hat. With You're it? hiding the in the woods, and I got to check them. I don't want to be a millennial. This Gen X is out there. We're our own but people. I do why. not need it. We'll make it like we'll make like a suit with tails. <laughs> why do you? Why do you, number one? See, people think this is like a, a, a stick. A <laughs> sca- we call that stick. stick. She's obsessed with this phone. <laughs> now, everywhere I go, I feel like I'm in East Germany. Because, Patrick, no, let me tell the story. Night, I did never, that's a two lie. Two people, two people that's a lie. sent me a video of that's you a lie. having your first pina colada. And two, those two people, those two people both said, Pat said to send this to you. Well, let's Are back you, up a minute. Wait, wait, wait. This is a yes or no question. I didn't know. Were those two people lying? Yes, because they thought it was funny. <laughs> Those both of them lied. Yes, because it was sitting next to you. Both of them lied. Both of them lied. They're yes. both liars. Okay. Yes. Well, not, when was I? You saying? hate the camera. You hate you the, like camera. the camera. No, I don't like the no. Because number one, she films me wherever we went with my Pelican suitcase, <gasps> and minutes later, I get all these text messages. She didn't tell me it's on air. How many people Where cared you that this? you have a Pelican no, suitcase? No, but I, I, bet, 8, I, bet you sold, I bet they sold a lot of suitcases. Number one, I could have made a bazillion dollars off of that suitcase. That's right, you could have. people thinking, where'd you get this from? I said, but how does everybody know? So, oh my God, you're and acting I, but like I it never was so negative. Hold it. No, I'm not that. I never like can, I gave him such negative bro, press. Bro, like, bro, bro. Oh, so see, they asked you about I, your, you're an influencer. No, I'm not an influencer. You should get a code from a discount code from the company. That's how they do things. That's true. I didn't realize I, my conversation been tapped because I'm in East Germany, and I get all these messages saying, "Where did you get this suit?" And I'm saying to myself, like, "Why? Why in this moment are dozens of people messaging me about the suitcase?" And now I'm like, "This is sick, and I can't figure this out." I'm like, "But why are people from Hill and Tail? We heard about your suitcase, and then I realized that this one over here." 
right? These German <laughs> spy over here goes and tapes me talking and puts it out there. Patrick, I made you a star. I ain't no star. Okay? You listen, no one is I, a bigger I, supporter of me than you. I'll be the first to say it. But I got all these people asking me about Pelican Suitcase. No one edits Pat like I do. No, you, you are, you are, you are my muse. His, you're her muse. Hold on a minute. You are my Let's muse. Let's talk now and get this done. Okay. I want Dante had Beatrice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got POV. Hey, okay. Come on. Now listen, your muse has a request. Huh? My birthday weekend. Uh. I never want, but millennials love birthdays. If you say they birthday, just, day, oh birthday, they yeah, run for birthdays. birthdays. We have to have Pat's birthday party. Yes, we do. Well, that's I, I, AFL. Is my yeah, birthday. It party. is your birthday party. Listen to me. Let's do a Zipper Sanju Fine. So oh, go she down said it there. here on the air. For you? Yeah, I think it'll be fun. The kids will get to see a Zipper. And then, da da da, they'll come out. Can we have a big poster of Pat at the at the karaoke party, like as Notorious B.I. with the crown? Yes, I've been dying to do that design. I got to do that. You got to do it. Oh, Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we got to make it Pat's birthday party. Yes, that's true. The Notorious P.O.B. The songs that were my, I would say, my identity songs in high school like my anthems yeah get down with p.o.b becomes some biggie yep and the catwalk what if I'm we get you sexy. oh i remember that it's like my song what if we get you a, a velour <laughs> sweatsuit like tony no Mancha. that's it then because he's got a red white and green sweatsuit. he does he's got because you're an act listen you're all entertainers you're an entertainer you're an entertainer and shilly's an entertainer you're, True. you're an educator i'm an educator yeah i wear academic robes Oh, okay, we got him. That's it. Red, I'm white, and green academic wear, no, robes. That's not Say no sanctioned. More. I cannot Speaking wear. Speaking of academic robes, you know they have like, I see online now people buying the Italian and American flag sash for their graduation, yeah. which I think is nice. But Roe made the point, and I want to close on this. Somebody has injected steroids into Italian sashes these days because from between your parade, your parade sash was the largest sash I ever saw in my life. It, it was so Jersey wide. Jersey City, baby. Wow. But at the parade yesterday, these sashes are becoming like they're they're like feet wide. You look, like you know, a you know, you look huge. You know who's responsible for that? You, because you're the sash. The Italian steroid. apostolate, which is one of my new little yes, the newer things. my friend Eric Lavin. Yeah, the Italian apostolates all four kids in their twenties, their forties, and I said to them, "Why don't you get afash?" Now people don't know what the afash means. The sash, a tricolor sash, off. Well, me, a sash, yeah, yeah, afash, afash is, is any sash. But well, we said to an Italian person, afash, they know what. Yeah. In Italy, the mayor wears a green, white, and red sash, which actually came in with Marat yes. and the French commune system when Napoleon had occupied the south of Italy. And the Italians had got fashion, they never got rid of it. Yeah. So you have, so in New Jersey, all these Italian organizations have green, white, and red sashes. Yes. So Father Tom Nicastro, who's a friend of mine, had gotten those sashes for the Belleville Nutley um, Parade, Homeless Day Parade, which I also attended, Eric's Parade. Susan Lamort, that crowd, Pasquale Mayo did a fantastic job. And I said to the kids, oh, why don't we get sashes for the um, apostolato? But the beautiful thing is, people say that our sense of what makes us Italian is dying. Every single kid got a fascia. Yes, they did. I, I, said, I, said, I said to Eric, I said, what are you going to do to get a fascia out of your group? Because everybody has. If you become as a member, you're getting a sash. Right, because it usually was a sign of It was of the all, officer, was right. The, we made everybody yes. get a fascia, and everybody got it. It's all born out of the, the, the mayoralty, the, the mutual aid society. Who like you so no exactly. That's the I base of I don't have a sash. But neither do I'm I. the only one I on this show that yeah. doesn't have a title. You don't have a cape. 
I don't have a cape. I don't have a title. I don't have a sash. No sword. I got Ugats. Yeah, you like, gotta get. You gotta you get Bella you. Benson hers. Yeah, we yeah, gotta get. A, we a, need a, a sash. Would a sash kill you? Yeah, but you have a crown. Yeah, but you're not from the Argentine. You have a crown. None of us have crowns. I have. I have the crown. I have several crowns. See. Um, those sashes had to be returned. See. Oh, that's see, that's belonging. You gotta give the sashes back. How cheap could they be? So theoretically, you have sat. You've earned sashes. You have. You from Italian American beauty pageant. Yeah, you don't have the physical sash, but you have earned sashes. Yes. It's like the, you know, you win the, like the Stanley Cup. You don't get to keep the cup. You can get, you get a replica. We should get you replicas of your sashes. That's what you need. Yeah. The original Miss Mola sash, I don't, I think it's retired. It's in the, it's in the club. Now they have a, a new one. Maybe we can but get it out. One, Maybe yeah. we can rescue it. From the, no, that one's the one from the 60s. I oh, know. That's, that's an heirloom. All right. Well, we yeah. can replicate it. He knows how to replicate them. Yeah. But no, they used to be, sashes used to be maybe, maybe eight inches wide. No more. Not, not even. That, uh, now they're like feet. That Too thing, much. They look like a, yeah. It, what do they call that? Like super, vest. super, super size it? Super size yeah. it, yeah. We super you super sized our fashion. You sure did. I, it's Everybody a billboard. Got one now. It's a walking billboard. All the kids in the Italian apostate of our fashion. They used to have one line now, of text. Now, now. We have several, all lines. Yeah. Three lines of text. You can write an essay. Apostolata Italiana, yeah, yeah. Archdiocese of the New The name, people, you, yours had right? your name on it. Well, well, we had a more personal one. That's amazing. We're sick people. <laughs> this is stuff I think about. Like, there's people out there, you're normal. You worry about <laughs> normal stuff like getting your kids to gymnastics and, <laughs> and your retirement and, and getting the roof repaired so it doesn't get worse. And we're here about sessions. 401k and paying the mortgage <laughs> and going to the gym and not eating whatever the bad food of the week. Gluten. But you know what? Not us. We're worried about our big fear in life is not having our fascia, not having a sash to wear. Because I thought now I have two sashes. When I'm dead, they can have the two of them on top of the sash. <laughs> well, if there's nothing says Italian American Heritage Month more, like the recognition of a good sash and all these parades that we've been going to and will continue to go through throughout the month, we will see a lot of them. And I, I just... I love this month as much as I complain about being busy because it's just a good time seeing all you guys more often, seeing our other friends, and I I just relish Italian American Heritage Month. So I hope everybody out there has been enjoying it so far. There's plenty more to come in Italian American Heritage Month, and I hope you will find many ways to activate your passion for who we are as much as we do. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. See that you're born an Italiano and your life will be great. See that you're born an Italiano and your life will be great. See that you're born an Italiano.